Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is January the 29th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Having hype in motion. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Apex predator. Don't FOMO on altcoins. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Yes, I am offended by selling. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Hey, hello, my elite friends. How you doing tonight? Late night, baby. If you got questions, I got answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Do a super chat so I can see your question and then I can answer your Bitcoin or crypto or whatever related question. Uh, 12.30 in the afternoon, Baltimore time on Friday. That's 5.30 p.m. London time Friday. This week in Bitcoin, Alex from Lolly will be on. Some other guests will be on. I'm working on it, baby. It's always a great time. Follow me on Twitter, TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Seriously, you can learn a lot on that on there. And of course, uh, disruptmeister.com. You can see all my old videos, including all the This Week in Bitcoin videos. Last one was pretty awesome. We talked about Venezuela, etc., etc. <laughs> hey, guys, if you're listening to this, thanks a lot. Podcast doing really well. Sportsmeister.com. If you don't want to see my face, if you just want to listen to this. If you're watching this tape, play to 2X. It saves you some time. Taval Dacres. Hey, dude. How's Toronto? Uh, he has a question. Did you end up going to Sedona, Arizona? Nope. Uh, I did not. But, uh, yeah, you never know. Uh, well, maybe one day I'll get there. I am here in El Paso until the 11th, and then I'm taking a bus to Los Angeles on February 12th. So we'll go through Arizona, but uh, not by Sedona, I don't think. Anyway, let us uh, – Yes, and that, uh, but that bus ticket cost me, what, like $21 or something like that? Pound that like button, baby. That's living the Bitcoin lifestyle. Oh, <laughs> all right. Now, saving money, baby. No need to plane it. Get on the $21 Flix bus, baby, to L.A. I'm looking forward to being back in L.A. And, of course, on February 22nd, I will be at unconfiscatable.com, unconfiscatable in Las Vegas. Tone base. Thanks a lot for that, baby. You guys can see me there. Hang out. It'll be great other than it being in Las Vegas. Now, the great 6102, I've been talking about this guy a little bit uh, recently. He has a beautiful, beautiful article, summation. Get to grips with soft fork proposals. It is an overview of all the proposed soft forks from Schnorr, Taproot, Tapscript, more of them. It gives their bit 340, their bit, their bit numbers. Bit 340 is Schnorr, by the way. Uh, it explains what the heck they are. It gives videos about them. So, and it's all of them, all of the soft forks that are being proposed. Check it out. It is linked to below. Thank you, 6102, for making this cool reference so everyone can learn about this stuff that wants to get into the nitty gritty. And so they don't have to ask me. It's linked to below. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. I want to talk about that right now from a quote from Dan Held. He's actually quoting Plato. Listen carefully. And of course, it's linked below so you can read it many, many times. 
the heaviest penalty for declining to rule is to be ruled by someone inferior to yourself. And he says, buy Bitcoin, buy your freedom. Okay, I say, don't just sit there and complain. Be in motion with Bitcoin, okay? There are a lot of people. They don't take responsibility for their own lives. And they end up being ruled by others. They just get caught up in the, in the draft and get blown around by the winds of statism and laziness and relying on the government. Hey, man, that quote really does put a, a nice spin on it. The heaviest penalty for declining to rule is to be ruled by someone inferior to yourself. Bitcoin, you take complete control of your destiny, okay? You're not putting your money in a bank. It's not your money isn't being ruled by anyone but yourself. And that takes a lot of responsibility. The easy way out is like, yeah, I'll just stick with these dollars. I'll keep on spending. I'll let Bank of America, Wells Fargo take care of me. Let the government give me a pension one day. Let the government plan my retirement. Yes, you end up being ruled by someone inferior to yourself. Or maybe, maybe actually at that point, if you let that happen, Maybe they aren't inferior to you. I mean, if you if you if you're on that level where you let the government control you, where you let others control your destiny, perhaps you're inferior to them. I don't know, but you get the point. You get the point. With Bitcoin, you take control of your destiny, you're ruling over your, yourself. So you are not ruled by anyone inferior to yourself. Okay, so don't just sit there and complain. That's easy. You'll uh, rule over yourself, take personal responsibility, be in motion. With Bitcoin. Forrest G says Bitcoin Meister. Uh, okay. You, you must have asked another question. Okay. Do you think do you think Musk sold out to his buddies at Google? Check out Tesla stock price. I mean for talking S on Bitcoin. Oh, 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 oh. So you're saying your your theory is. That he liked Bitcoin for a while, but in order to fit in with his buddies at Google um, and for his stock price to go up, for that for all those people to buy his stock, he would have to talk bad about Bitcoin. No, I don't think he sold out. I, he said something moderate about Bitcoin or moderately bad about Bitcoin. I, I just glanced at it. I think it has nothing to do with fitting in with his buddies at, at Google. Um, I mean, there, there could, he's a pretty smart guy. There could be some long-term strategy into it. Like for now, I'm not going to be pro Bitcoin because I think it might help my company, but I don't know. Sometimes he overthinks things and sometimes he tweets out things that really don't make that much sense. So he, and, and when he tweets about Bitcoin, he might not think it's that big of a deal. Some people might overblow it. So he might still like Bitcoin a lot. And what he said about Bitcoin wasn't that great, but he still might like it a lot. He still might be buying. You see, this is the thing. He can say whatever he wants to about it. Um, if he's buying it, I, I don't care what he says about it because he's one of the, he's got a lot of money. Uh, let, let him buy it um, quietly. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about what he says about Bitcoin. I'm not too worried about. I'm not going to say if he started praising Bitcoin like Jack Dorsey, 
that would be a good thing. I'm not saying that wouldn't be a good thing, but I, I wouldn't be too worried about what he's posting right now. Uh, because what he posted about Bitcoin didn't really stick out to me. I read it. I don't remember it now. Okay. Oh, he says, I mean, quantum computer stuff. Thank you for reading my comment. Um, he said stuff about what? Did he say quantum computing can hack Bitcoin? Did he say that? Um, or does he say quantum computing is coming soon? Um, because I, again, don't worry about quantum computing when it comes to Bitcoin. And, and don't think... Um, I mean, the guys at Google are doing great things. I don't think they're close to uh, quantum computing. I think what they they let out some information to make it seem like they've made a lot of progress and maybe they made progress and they are technologically sophisticated over there. And it wouldn't shock me if they're far ahead of the, if they're ahead of um, the best governments in the world in terms of getting closer to quantum computing. I mean, Google is a private company. They, they are innovating more so than the government, okay? So, of course, they're closer to quantum computing, but I don't think anyone is close to quantum computing. And I don't think Bitcoin has anything to worry about when it comes to quantum computing. It will upgrade also. I think it is a big FUD. I don't think that FUD will be very popular uh, this coming year. That seemed to be popular. It'll, it'll get back into the cycle again, maybe 2022 or something. We're going to hear other types of FUD like, Bitcoin's only for the rich. We need more Bitcoin. We should fork off another Bitcoin that has 42 million Bitcoin. All right. Thank you for the uh, uh, questions, uh, Forrest G, and following the, the uh, rules by typing in Bitcoin Meister so I can see your question. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Now, let's move on to a, a tweet by Nick Carter, which uh, fits in with what I've been saying about the dollar for a while, the dollar isn't going anywhere. And uh, he takes it to the next level. Crypto is an insanely powerful tailwind for the US dollar. Many people haven't understood this yet. Far from being crushed by Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, the dollar will be, be its primary beneficiary. Now, I don't know if it'll be its primary beneficiary, um, but the dollar is going to do well thanks to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Uh, more and more people, the dollar is a very powerful brand. The United States is a very powerful brand. In, in lots of these countries, they would love to get their hands on dollars, but it's hard to physically, you know, get physical dollars. But now, because of cryptocurrency, because of digitalization, um, the dollar will become the Fed coin. But also right now, the Tether is the equivalent of a dollar. So people are able, thanks to cryptocurrency, which is thanks to Bitcoin, get in all these not so great countries, <laughs> developing countries, uh, they're going to get their hands on the dollar thanks to cryptocurrency, some equivalent of the dollar. And that will be good for the dollar. It's not going to be good for those third world currencies. Okay. So the dollar is going to take a ride on Bitcoin and on cryptocurrency. It's going to get intertwined with them, and it's going to it's going to help, and uh, it's going to help the dollar. The dollar will will, will stick around. It's uh, the 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 dollar is getting a facelift thanks to cryptocurrency. Okay, and uh, you know, and and don't value your wealth in Fed coin, of course not. But because of the strong brand of the United States and the dollar, once it's easier to get your hands on the dollar thanks to Fed coin, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and the more people getting their hands on digital versions of the dollar means it'll be easier for them to get Bitcoin too. So 
Bitcoin will be good for the dollar. The dollar will be good for Bitcoin. I think the dollar will remain the most dominant uh, fiat currency on the planet Earth for a very long time. And Bitcoin will be able to do great also because the smart people who don't want to uh, be controlled and live in a monitored grid uh, and be turned off, they will come in. They will go into Bitcoin. But the people who like to get easy, free uh, big screen TVs and get welfare jacks, they'll, they'll stick with the Fed coin. And there are, there are a lot of those type of people. They like to be ruled by inferior people. <laughs> All right. Pound that like button. Although they again, when you opt into something like that, you're, you're probably inferior to the people you're being ruled by. Closed loop Bitcoin. Oh, wait. All right. Yes. Closed loop Bitcoin system. This is a uh, article by Marty Bent. Actually, he mentions the term closed loop, closed loop Bitcoin. <laughs> and he says it can't be sanctioned. If used in a closed loop, it cannot be sanctioned and it cannot be stopped. So here you go, people. If you truly value your wealth in Bitcoin, if you take Bitcoin for whatever you're producing, be it oil, and then you accept that Bitcoin, you have no desire to turn it into dollars, but you you turn it into uh, a new a new house that you buy from someone who values it. It's a closed loop. You never get out of the Bitcoin system. Now, so because people are always bringing this up to me, well. You, you can get in trouble if you uh, – they could turn off the exchanges and then you won't be able to get your dollar or they can they can take your Bitcoin once it's at the exchange. Yeah, that, that's true. But there are going to be more and more of these closed-loop systems out there. And the longer you hang, in, hang on to your Bitcoin and don't cash it out for a dollar or, or something ridiculous like that, uh, the closer you'll be to just straight-up trading your Bitcoin uh, – for some commodity in, in a closed loop system where you don't have to worry about uh, someone taking away your Bitcoin or stopping you from. And, and this, this, this uh, whole closed loop system really right now pertains to uh, sanctions. Okay. Be, because uh, there, there are lots of countries out there and, and individuals that have done some nasty things. And the United States says, no, you can't do business with them. And if you do do business with them, we'll stop it. We'll stop the bank transfer. Uh, and but again, if you do with if, if if it's Bitcoin and you're getting something from them, the United States uh, cannot stop you cannot stop the Bitcoin from being sent to them. And then whoever that is, uh, that entity can then pass that Bitcoin on to again avoid sanctions and, and get whatever they need. All right. So and uh, Marty Bent does a, a better job of uh, <laughs> putting that. But value your wealth in Bitcoin is the the bottom line to that. All right. Sabres 6288. Are you in Buffalo, dude? Um, I was checking my purchases sales history on Coinbase. Uh-oh. And found a sale from 2016 of 0.25 uh, for $178. My <laughs> – oh, God. My hands are much stronger now. Yeah, that, that's a cool thing about if you, if you bought from Coinbase – if you bought from Coinbase, you can see how, uh, how how much wealthier you are now. But if you made a mistake like you did and and sold um, for whatever it was, uh, uh, the equivalent of $700 per Bitcoin, I mean, you say you, you sold 0.25 for 178. Uh, yeah, you, you, you'll be like, oh, man, 0.25 now is worth uh, 
2,000 dollars or more than over 2,200 dollars right now. Uh, so you, you 2250 actually, right? Uh, and uh, so it, it, it puts a it reminds you it, it makes your hand stronger. So yes, Coinbase does keep a uh, a, a, a complete history of all that and. Uh, that little bit of information that you just shared with us, uh, they've also, of course, shared with the IRS. And that's 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 another thing right there. But anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you for the comment, uh, Sabres6288. I, I don't know if you're in, in Buffalo. Your, your name reminds me of the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, yeah. Are you Canadians awake tonight? I just gave you an NHL hockey reference there. Even though I'm from Baltimore, we don't have a team. Pound that like button. Yes, you're from Buffalo. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Only team to go to the Super Bowl four years in a row. We won't say what happened those four years, especially that Norwood year. All right. Now, moving on. Uh, and I, I respect Buffalo. It's like it's like Baltimore. It's like Cleveland. It's like Cincinnati. Post-industrial. Um, you, you know. You, you know the similarities, dude. All right. Good to see you. You're, you're up late at night, man. Now, uh, a greater, what's this? All right, we talked about, oh, no, no, I almost forgot two things here. Uh, people have been asking me about MWC, the Mimble Wimble coin uh, that we got as a crypto dividend and how the exchange is like, you can't deposit there now. And tell me, Adam, when the exchange will be open. Well, there are other people that are telling me that you can go to MWC Discord and there are people there that do OTC trading, including Andy Hoffman, and you can uh, sell your Bitcoin, uh, excuse me, God forbid, sell your MWC to them for Bitcoin uh, for, for a lot. <laughs> I mean, again, that I, I'm not even saying what the price is listed right now. I, I'm going to say what the price, the price on the freaking exchange is like, what's it, 0. 0. 0.0008, 0. 0.0008 Bitcoin, all right? So 0.08% of a Bitcoin, is that what it is? It's uh, it's like $7 or something for one of these coins. And they're, apparently, if you do OTC, you, you can actually get this for your – now, now this, uh, this relies on you trusting Andy Hoffman or whoever else is uh, arranging the trade. You send them the MWC, then they send you the Bitcoin. But, I mean, that there's some trust there. So I'm not – I'm not saying to do things like this. I'm not saying I'm saying that this is out there. People are telling me about it uh, because there's some people like, no, I'm not waiting for that exchange to open. I'm dumping it now. I'm getting my seven dollars now or whatever it is. Do what you're going to do. I'm just giving that's an FYI to everyone out there. Um, clear, clearly, it's a situation. If you send the MWC, the person could run away with your MWC. It's just that's life. Uh when you're dealing with that type of thing. All right, pound that like button. We're almost over here. Bitcoin is a tremendous machine. Now, why am I saying that? Did you guys watch my show yesterday when I couldn't remember uh, what the announcer said as Secretariat ran away from the pack in the 1973 Belmont, which is linked to below? You can watch it. He said Secretariat is like a tremendous machine. And Bitcoin is like a tremendous machine also. It is running away from the pack, just like Secretariat. There was no, in 1973, there was nothing that compared to Secretariat. He was in a world all by himself. There was Secretariat. Secretariat was the next Secretariat, okay? 
just like Bitcoin is next. Bitcoin, a tremendous machine. So there you go, guys. I, I tied yesterday's show into this show. I, I remembered it's, they called secretary a tremendous machine. Of course, Bitcoin is a uh, security truth machine, um, but it also is a tremendous machine. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Tapiero. All right. And all right, for you Ethereum people out there, <laughs> for you Ethereum people out there, uh, a greater share. This is from CoinDesk, but a lot of people were talking about this over Twitter today, and CoinDesk did a pretty, pretty good uh, summary, made made it easy to understand for everyone. A greater share of value is being transferred via stable coins over the Ethereum network than its own native cryptocurrency, Ether. According to research conducted by crypto data aggregate Masari. All right. Tether is the reason, the main reason for this. Okay. Tether is on Ethereum now. So when you, when you're, when all you freaks out there are, are trading back and forth, back and forth, the Tether is mostly on Ethereum. Okay. And so more people believe in the simple tether story of the, you know, tether is a dollar. I don't care if anything's backing it up. Tether is a dollar. I'm going to keep on using it. So many people are using it that it's (laughs) more value is being transferred over Ethereum network than people that are actually transferring Ethereum over the Ethereum network. And so is Ethereum not the uh, world's supercomputer then? I mean, well, I, I would say the tether is a dollar story is more uh, popular than that story right now. But who knows? Um, in the DeFi, I think this DeFi thing, although it's not the size of ICOs yet, I think newbies are going to flow into it. Um, new money is going to flow into Ethereum through the DeFi. And then you're going to get a lot of Ether action and uh, ERC20 token action on top of Ethereum, which should be more than the Tether action at that point. But for now, gamblers are gambling so much with the Tether. And yeah, I know there's some people that like it as a stable coin, the China-Russia trade story. I, I think it's it's right now, it, hey, I'm glad Tether has a bunch of use cases, okay? Uh, that, that's great. It shows uh, that cryptocurrency is a real thing. People can get real creative with it, even the gamblers and uh, whatever else. Uh, so good luck to, to all that. But I, I do think, uh, I think, uh, the DeFi stuff will pump up the usage of pure Ethereum and ERC 20 again. And, uh, there'll be another flippening, uh, with the, uh, with the stable coin usage there. All right. You stable coin freaks. And I said at the beginning of the show, uh, in these, uh, it's better. They'll soon realize in these developing countries, it's better to get your, your hands on some tether than it is your local uh, your local paper trash, you know, like whatever the thing in Mozambique is called that they I, I had when I was there. Uh, yeah, it, it tethers better than the Mozambican currency. Sorry, at least it is for now. Well, no, it is. It's better, but it, and you can easily turn that tether into Bitcoin. It's really hard to turn the Mozambican uh, currency into Bitcoin. It's, it's it's it was quite difficult. At least back in 2016, it was, as I remember. Well, that's a while ago now. Wow. All right. Uh, okay. All right. That's uh, now the part of the, so- the show. It's over. Bitcoin talk. I'm going to bring up uh, two songs uh, where they really break it down. I love 
those songs from the 70s when they freaking break it down. And if you don't know what I mean, then you listen to the, these two songs. At the 149 and then really at the 218 mark at uh, Baby Blue by uh, Badfinger, they really break it down. And then uh, at, at Badge, in the song Badge by Cream, at the 104 mark. And, bad, and Badge is a really short song too. I mean, it's not going to take up much time. <laughs> 104 mark, they freaking break it down, dude. All right, so <laughs> found that like one. I'm Adam Meister, <laughs> the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Uh, well, here, we got a question real here. You didn't type in my, what? it's weird. It didn't turn a color. You actually did type in my name. Did you spell it wrong? Who knows? How, how do Israeli people take on Bitcoin on average? I don't hear much on the media. How do Israel people? Oh, they love it. I mean, it's really popular there. It's popular there, man. I'd say it's very positive take from people who know. About, I mean, the Tel Aviv Bitcoin embassy is like the best Bitcoin embassy on the planet Earth. Pound that like button. I'll be partying with them. Having the having party is going to be so big in Tel Aviv in May. I'll be there. So it, it's very technically sophisticated country. They're all in the tech so, uh, I mean, per capita, per capita might be the most uh, Bitcoin uh, holding uh, country there is. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, you, you, know, you don't really know who exactly owns Bitcoin, who, where. You know, you just you go, go by you know, reported numbers. It's, really, it's popular in Israel. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing, more so than in most. And it's a small country, so it's, it only takes a few people for it to... Uh, for a large percentage of the people to, to have it. So anyway, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Now the government there, they, they could be friendlier toward it. They could be friendlier toward it. Um, the government there, so there's socialist aspects of it that try to control people's lives. So uh, who knows? I, I think in the long run, the government will be convinced in Israel not to interfere very much. Right now, their tax situation isn't too cool with the Bitcoin. They, they tax it too much. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. New show here every day. I'll probably do one a little earlier tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, click on the square. See ya. Bye.